Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into um, our album rankings. This is where we take the band, the artist of the week, and we listen to all, all of the records, rank them from worst to best, give our biggest banger if we got it, any stinkers. But, but before we do that, we get into, get into our six degrees Jeez of Tom DeLong. That's where we connect the band of the week to <laughs> our boy Tom DeLong. <laughs> Pod talking is so hard today. Uh, and this week we are doing Muse, so we're going to be doing all nine of their records. Um and yeah, my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. And um, let's get right into it. Let's get into the six degrees of Tom DeLonge. Did you do anything this week? I didn't. You did or didn't? I, I did. I did. Oh, you did. Okay. I did, did, did. Well, what do you got? What do did, you got? Did you do one? I do. I have one. Okay, good. So I have one. Um... Try to make it a little fun, and I found out something, and it's interesting. So here we go. Matt, right? Matt Bellamy? Bellamy? Mm-hmm. Bellamy? Blimey, Bellamy! I bet you that's what they called him in school, huh? <laughs> they said, Blimey, Bellamy! That's probably what they did. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. They sounded Matt, just like that, too. <laughs> Matt, Matt was engaged to Kate Hudson. How? Kate oh, was, that's right, yeah. Kate yeah. was in Almost Famous, as was Zoe Deschanel. And here's where we get fun, right? One of Zoe's oh, first yeah. gigs ever was starring in the music video for She's Got Issues by the Offspring. Really? Dude. Wow. Was she in that, that video? She's the main that. girl. When you watch the video, like, you know the main, you know there's remember. a main girl in the video. It's, it's fucking Zoe Deschanel. I, I, I don't remember that video. I know we watched all their music videos that one time, but I don't remember that one. It's incredible. I, 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 when I saw it, I was like, no fucking way. It was like, her, it was like one of her, it was the first music video she ever did. And it was like her first venture into music, and it was one of the first like acting gigs that she ever had in oh, an Oscar okay. video. And it's do you watch it again? And it's like, oh, yep, clear as fucking day. There that's she it. is. <laughs> she has a look, that's for sure. It's it, I I was kind of blown away. I cannot believe that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. So yeah. So Zoe to the Offspring, and the Offspring Adam Adam to Tom, Adam to Tom. Okay, that's a good one. I like that. That that was fun. I I have a I have a fun one too. Kind of unconventional. For us, but um, the uh, the manager, or he's either the <laughs> manager or the tour manager of Muse. Uh, his name is Dominic, and he is married to Tom DeLong's sister, Carrie DeLong. Really? So, yeah. Yep. Oh, look at that. So that's a fun little fact right there, too. That's a fun so little that's fact my, right there. That's my six degrees with Tom DeLong. Wow. But, um, yeah, anyway, that's all we got for that. Let's get into the album rankings. Like I said, we're doing Muse. And uh, we're going to rank all nine of their records. We're not doing the comps. We're not doing the live records or the EPs. Just the Barely got through these. So we'll just yeah, let's, let's keep it simple. Let's keep but it simple. let's just, okay, I mean, we're, we're in Britland season right now. Um, so, yeah, we started with Coldplay last week. There's no way you you like this less than the Coldplay stuff, right? Um, that is correct. Okay, got it. So, yeah, let's. What, what's your least favorite uh, Muse record? What's your number nine? Here is the only record by Muse that I thought was absolutely horrendous. Oh, no. 
and that's Simulation Theory, their eighth record, 2018. Okay, okay. This okay. record is fucking garbage. This is this is this is a bad <laughs> electronic new wavy album, but it's an even worse Muse album. Why they chose this sound and went full, full blown into it, I don't know. I guess I respect like them diving into it headfirst, but man, I fucking hate this sound from any band, especially Muse, because they cannot pull this sound off on an album. <laughs> they can do songs here and there that sound fine. They can incorporate electronic things into their music fine. But woof. I didn't finish this one. <laughs> really you did not. Didn't wow. even finish it. And fun fact about this one, the first trade in that we ever got for our record store was mm-hmm. by like some homeless guy who had a box full of records and one of them was a deluxe version of simulation theory and we still have it in our store and it's like 70 bucks and i couldn't remember what record it was after doing the uh the listen through and i was like we have a we have a muse record i wonder i, I hope it's the one that i that i think it is but it ended up being this one I was like, of course it's the fucking one i hate the most <laughs> god i hate this record i really do yeah this is my number nine as well from 2018 i this is this it's it's not only it's just boring it's more boring and forgettable than anything else they they really like went down that electronic pop realm and it just it didn't it didn't work for them i just thought it was extremely boring it was a long record it was like over 50 minutes long yeah i just way too long i agree with everything you said i i just i would never ever go back to this there was no reason for it it's just not good not good at all simulation theory it's my number nine Garbage. so what do you got for number eight all right, number eight, Will of the People, their latest record, the ninth, 2022. Um, okay. Man, I'll tell you, I went into this muse with just absolutely zero expectations, and <laughs> I thought I was going to hate everything, and at the very least, I was entertained, because these guys do some wild shit, and yeah. I was I was impressed by how wild they get, and this record's pretty wild. It starts off sounding exactly like new Green Day era shit. It's just generic, loud <laughs> punk rock. And I was like, okay, cool. I see what you're doing here. This is garbage. And then it immediately transitions out of that and gets into this like loud electronic shit. And like they do a lot of Queen. And there's a lot of Queen still going on in their ninth record. A lot of cool like vocal harms going on. And then it gets into like piano yeah. ballads. And then the piano ballads drop into heavy like later riffage and... I was like, damn, dude, this is wild. What is going on here? <laughs> and I like the heavy instrumental bits of this album, and I think they're fun and like still aggressive and still kind of like super catchy. And dude, like Chris's bass tone has aged like fine wine. It's just from the <laughs> beginning, he just it slays. It actually cuts through and it fucking slays. It's so damn good. Now I don't have yeah. a banger on this one because I still don't like Matt's voice and vocally on this one. Mm, nah, you know what? Uh uh-uh. uh. Not on this one. <laughs> so I would never buy this. I'll never listen to it again, but I'm glad I did. That's okay. That's something. That's something. Um, my number eight is Drones, seventh record from 2015. This is them trying to like, I feel like this is them trying to throw back to the to the Black Holes and Revelations, the resist, the Resistance record. It has, has, it's, it has that like pop rock kind of feel to it with a little bit of experimentation, but it just, it falls flat. You know, especially after coming off the craziness of the second, the second law off of that record, because that record's fucking wild. Um, but, but yeah, drones. It's just, it's boring. It's just another. It's not a bad record. It's just, I might, I'll just go listen to to Black Holes or I'll go listen to the Resistance. There's no reason for this one. It's just like the B sides, B sides of those records. It's just, I don't, I don't care for it really at all. But there is a banger. It's called Reapers. It's the, one of the faster songs. Starts with that like kind of like shredding guitar kind of 
I don't even know what it would really sound like, but kind of that shredding guitar. The main riff is really, really solid too. And then they throw like some of the dubstep stuff into the choruses, but it's like nicely done. It's not over the top. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's, this is drones honestly has a pretty, pretty forgettable record. So that's my number eight. Okay. What do you got for number seven? Number seven, La Resistance, The Resistance, their fifth record, 2009. Okay. I will say this is definitely ambitious. The song United States of Eurasia shows them like incorporating classical music suites as well as showing like their blatant queen inspirations. Not ripoffs mm-hmm. because they're like telling you like, dude, we love queen. Listen, and they're doing it and it works. <laughs> and I think it works yeah. really, really well for them and it sounds great. There's a lot of note matching and riffs from the bass and the drums and the guitar. So it's just like that staccato over and over. It's really cool. I like it. My biggest gripe with this is that the ending suite gets a little little self-indulgent and it's like 11 yeah. minutes long and it's, mm, I don't think that's anything special. You guys like, you swung for the fences and you kind of like fouled out there. So I don't really care about that. But if you just took that out entirely, this would rank a lot higher in my rankings. Okay, that's fair. I mean, the resistance is also my number seven. Well, what's your banger off this one? I don't have a banger. No bangers. Oh, I, banger. I, I I would think like the, the the song United States of Eurasia is is like the standout track for me because there's a lot of things mm-hmm. going on there, and I think it's very ambitious. That is a good song. It's it's a good song. But yeah, I I agree with you that this is a very ambitious record. It's it's really just a more ambitious version of Black Holes. I mean the 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 pop sensibilities the. A lot of that, the the electronic stuff is very, very much black holes. But yeah, they they do take it in kind of a more, I don't want to say prog direction, but definitely kind of like a queen direction. A lot more the piano stuff than than normal. Um, and I mean, it's cool. I mean, it, this is definitely seems like more of a, it's more of a concept record. Um, but it's a little bit too long. There's there's too much, there's too much piano, honestly, for my liking. I don't. I don't think it's that great of a record. It's it's good. I mean, it was a fun listen. It was a good listen through, but I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to it outside of my banger, which is the title track, "The Resistance," just because I love that. I love that chorus. I think it's one of the. I think it's one of the better songs that they've ever done. I really, really do love this song. Um, just and also that bass line in the chorus. Oh my god, it's so friggin' good. Um, but it's also like a straight up like modern like 2009 new wave song. So they just, they really show their influences on this record um, and this particular song. So yeah, The Resistance is my number seven. What do you got for number six? The Second Law, their sixth record, 2012. This was wild too. And then coming off The yeah, Resistance, dude, there's this like so much different ideas floating around <clears> here. <throat> Again, we're doing the Queen thing and there's a lot of Queen in this band overall, even from like the beginning. But some songs here sounded like good heavy Foo Fighters. And then there's like some of the more mm. bizarre orchestral arrangements. And they did it better here because they didn't do like the full full sale, like sweet thing. It was just kind of incorporated, sprinkled in here and there. And then we get to like the dubstep part, right? And it's just like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? What What is happening? <laughs> I love it and I hate it at the same exact time because some of it's so bad, but it's so fun. <laughs> and But it is long. It's long. And I don't think it keeps like the energy or my attention long enough to be wow. like a great record. So, um, yeah, that's where it sits here. Liquid State, this is the song that, that sounded like it was one. Dave Grohl singing and Queens of the Stone Age playing music. Like, that's exactly what it sounded like to me. Yeah, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. It was good. <laughs> I liked it. It's, it's, good, it's a good record, yeah. yeah. So, my number six is uh, Showbiz. First record from 99. This is kind of a wild record. It's, it's 
very heavy in moments. Um, it's what am I trying to say? It's I I don't think it's a very cohesive album. It's a really good album, but all the songs kind of bleed into each other. There are a lot of really really great moments. Everybody shines. Um, uh, Matt doesn't do his falsetto as much on this record. It's just a very raw sounding Muse record. Not that it's raw sounding, just it's raw for them. But I don't know, Showbiz, I've always really wanted to like more and more, but there's nothing, no particular song or part that really sticks out to me. Oof. So Oof. you obviously rank this one pretty high. Oof. But yeah, Showbiz, Baby girl. it's a good record. I think I would just need to spend more time with it, honestly. And I've listened to this record a lot, but I don't know. I don't, I just, I can't explain why it doesn't, it doesn't hold my attention. So okay. Okay. that's my number six of Showbiz. All right, that's okay. What do you got for five? <laughs> number five is the album of the week, Absolution. <laughs> oh, man. Lizard. All right, my number five is uh, Black Holes and Revelations, fourth album from 06. This is, um, this is a good experimental extension of Absolution. They were doing a lot of cool stuff on, on that record, but then with this one, they're incorporating more instruments, different kinds of arrangements. It just It's more of a great... Uh, more of a bigger sounding grand record than Absolution was. I feel like this is what they were trying to do with Absolution and they perfected it with this record. I think this is a great record. Also, one of my favorite songs of theirs, Knights of Sidonia, which is just such an incredible song. It It's it's so, it's so, um, not full of them, they're not full of themselves, they're just, it's pretty just conceited, to like, yeah. <laughs> it, it is, is, but then when you read about like the making of the song, they they did that in, intentionally. Like they wanted to make one, some of the most over top, over the top things that they could, so they threw it all into this Knights of Sidonia song because it really is. It makes no sense. It's huge. It's like it, parts of it remind me of like the um, the Tenacious D song, the the uh, the end of the song. Um, my God, what am I thinking? What am I trying to Yeah, yeah. The what is the name of the song? When they're battling the devil, Beelzebub, Beelzeboss. Yeah, Beelzebub. Yeah, Beelzeboss. Yeah, that's what this song reminds me of. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. This is. I, I think it's a great record. I would get this on vinyl. At this point, I would get all of these on vinyl. Oh, baby um, boy. Yeah, I, I would get this on vinyl. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing wow. else on this one. Okay. <laughs> Black holes. Okay. So what do you got for number four? Drones, kid. Drones. I can't believe you like this one. This is um this album's pretty so great annoying. musically. Like this is this is their heavy metal album. All the riffs were were just like super aggressive, super heavy. And there's a lot of solos here. There's a lot of solos and like he's not like a great soloist, but you can tell he's trying to like channel his inner Van Halen. And there's a song on here and he does like the eruption thing. And it's not great, but like damn bro, like I I give you kudos for trying. Like it's cute. It's cute when people do it and they're not great at it, but it's it's cute when they're great enough to be better than me than I'll ever be. And I like it. It's I like it. I like it. I don't know. Okay. But like Matt I, I, Matt makes this unlistenable for me, so Matt makes it uh, yeah. I, yeah, you really have an issue with his voice. He's just I just I think oh god, I think he's so annoying. But Reapers, Reapers is also my, my biggest banger here. Do Reapers has a lot right? of fucking cool parts to this song. There's a lot of like heavy, like meaty metal riffs. Oh, definitely. It's some some cool little solos and guitar leads too. That's a good record. It's so good. Yeah. A record as a whole, no. I I think also coming off of the second law, it like I said, it just it falls kind of flat after the craziness of that record. 
Okay. But whatever, whatever. Um, my number four is Will of the People, their la- their latest record. This one, I listened to this record when it came out and I didn't care for it at all. But for some reason, when I listened to it this week, I, I thought this this record was cool, man. There's a lot of cool shit on here. Weird ass things like the, the You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween. That's a weird fucking electronic kind of synth thing that they're doing. It's just... It's straight up fun, just straight up fun. There's a really cool guitar solo in that song as well, um, and then arguably the the heaviest song they've ever done is on this record too, uh, "Killer Be Killed." I mean, just the, the guitar—he just absolutely rips it up on the guitar too. It's and that that riff is super fucking heavy and kind of chuggy too. Um, I just I like I think what I liked about this one was it sounded like they were trying to just make a fun record. They weren't trying to do a concept. They were just going in there and just doing whatever the fuck they wanted. And I, I liked it for the, how kind of carefree it sounds. I think I was really actually kind of blown away by this one. Okay. That's, it was really fucking good. I mean, I was blown away by all of these because I thought they're, they're, these were all going to be garbage, <laughs> but they weren't. They were and also bad. with this one, like, because there's so much like 80s synth on this record, but they do it in such a modern way to where, it, I mean, it doesn't sound dated. It just sounds, it's just really good. They, I don't know how they did. I don't know what they did or how they did it. But they didn't make the synth stuff sound very, very cheesy. It's I think it's solid, man. Really, really solid. But anyway, that's my okay. number four. Sure. What do you got for number three? Number three, Black Holes and Revelations. They're fourth. And I like this record. Okay. They got back to their roots here. It's heavier music with Matt not being an obnoxious prick. He's not like the focal <laughs> part of like the song. They're kind of like working his his vocal parts into the music. Rather than just layering layering him on top, so I like that. This this album still has a stinker. The song Starlight, dude, that's a stinker. That is not a good song. Oh, it's fucking yeah, dumb. it's fine. It is. It it's is a pretty overplayed song. Dude. It is like a cheesy attempt at like, oh, we have a cool melody. Let's write the fucking cheesiest you know single we could possibly write. And it's just ugh, gross, nasty. <laughs> but I agree, Nights in Sidonia. That's an absolute fucking banger. That's so a good, monster right? of a song. <laughs> and they do have monster songs, and that is one of their monster songs. It's, it's a, it is a perfect song. It's amazing. This record's, this record's good. I don't think I'd ever go back to it, but this record is good. That's fair. I love that, that the galloping part in Knights of Sidonia too. Ah, oh, it works so well. And then all the music stops, and it's just that like wall of vocals that hit you. It's so good. It's so fucking good. It's all Matt. Right, we, like just what we need. Fucking oh, yeah. forty-five mats coming at us. Is exactly well, no, because the, the bass player, the bass player sings a lot. What's his name? Chris, right? Yeah, all the good bass players. He sings Chris. a lot. He sings a lot. Wait, is it actually is his name? I can't even remember yeah. right now. Chris, are you lying to me? That's his name. It's Chris. Yeah, you're right. It is Chris. I just fact checked you, but yes, it is Chris. Um, I'm telling you, all the good bass players are Chris. This is Chris. Chris Squire from from Yes. Chris Skips, right? I was going to say Chris Davis, Davies. Or how, how do you say his last name? Is it Davies or Davis? I don't I don't know. Know. It's probably some English some pronunciation that doesn't make any, you carry the one, just making any Davies. sense. Davies. Yeah. Davies or something. Davies. Davies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's called cyberbullying, dude. There it is that again. Is, dude. He says it every well, fucking time. He says, you work it in every single episode. It just happens. <laughs> it just happens. Oh, I know. We can't I, hate, I hate that I do it now. Not doing it anymore. That's it. No more. Bullshit! You're gonna keep. You love cyberbullying. I do. I, who doesn't? Come on, it's amazing. It's fun. <laughs> I'm not doing it just because he said I, I do it. I'm not gonna do it. 
Oh, shit. All right. My number three is uh, Origin of Symmetry. Second rec from from 2001. I was surprised that I liked this one as much as I did. I Every time I've gone back to it, I, I just thought it was cool, but I always loved Absolution more. So I'd always just go back to that. But Origin of Symmetry... It's just like a more refined, it's just, it's way more refined than showbiz, but they're still doing that kind of, that crazy kind of off the wall rock music, like throwing with, throwing in the heavy metal with the queen stuff. I mean, it's just, this record is also kind of all over the place, but just not as, I guess, yeah, yeah, it's not as unfocused as, as showbiz. Um, Dang. I don't know. I, I really, you like, like, you like one. some bad muse records. I will say that. <laughs> like the second law and absolution three. like you like some this bad is my number three records. you're dumb you're dumb also i what i didn't know until this week when i was reading about origin of symmetry is that um this this was originally released in 2001 but not in the u.s until 2005 and the reason was because maverick Re- they were under maverick records and they said no we're not going to release this record in the u.s unless you re-record it and lose all the falsetto stuff and they pretty much said "fuck you." They left the label, and then it was never released in the U.S. So I thought that was kind of yeah, cool. It was good on we them. Like that shit over here. It's good on them for for sticking to their guns because it really worked out for them. Um, but yeah, Origin of Symmetry. I don't have a banger. I just think I need to spend more time with it. I feel like some of the songs do bleed together, but they're really fucking good. There's some incredible parts on this record. Um, so yeah, that's my number three. What do you got for number two? Number two, Showbiz, their first record, '99. I I like this album. I like this album a lot. I would get this on the vinyls. This was wow. this was heavy in all the right places, and it was a nice it was a nice contrast to Matt's vocals, or or I don't know, set up some of the slower ballady parts. And there's a ton of like cool riffage here, and you hear them play with each other. Like all three guys are doing something a little bit different, but it's kind of like coming together. So there is a little bit of prog elements to that. And like, dude, there's a lot of cool shit in here. I know you said like. Maybe you need to spend a little more time with it. Like two songs in particular, like really, really stand out to me. One, Muscle Museum, just has an absolute insane mm-hmm. bass line under a really cool like guitar riff. That's a very like modest, mousy kind of space rocky guitar riff. And the other one is Sunburn. Sunburn, I mean, dude, certified banger there. Cool piano riff. Everything just built off of that piano riff. Matt slays on this song overall too. He has great like guitar riffage to complement the piano and his vocals. They contrast nicely. With some of the heavier mm-hmm. parts of the song, it's one of the few times that I like. Oh, I like the way you're singing here. Why do you have to be so annoying later on? I don't get it. <laughs> you do, but Showbiz, Showbiz was legit. This uh, was a good, good record. It is good. It is very good. I listened to well, obviously my number one, but I listened to both our album of the week and then Showbiz and Origin all today too. Because <laughs> they're good. That's good. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad. I, I didn't. I didn't think you would be a you would convert over to amusement. I mean, I'm not amusement at all, but I mean, it was just again, I still hold firm to like I just Matt is like the worst by far, the most obnoxious part of this band and his singing I just But oh, he I mean, honestly, it, he is a good guitar player though. He's not bad by any means. No, he's I think he's a great guitar player. I think he writes really really great parts. I think he knows when to be heavy. I think he knows just a lot of how to like texture songs really well. And I have a lot mm-hmm. of negative things to say about Absolution, but like the textures is, I think, like what what really drives that one forward. Yeah, which we'll get into. But he's fucking annoying, soon. dude. It's just that like vibrato that that uh, fucking does art, do dude, it a lot. Shut up, <laughs> Susan fucking Boyle over here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Another Britlander. There we go. I like um, her, though. Do you? Why? Yeah. I don't know, because she's like Why? plain old people looking. You know, there's like, there's like yeah. who's Susan? Then the name Susan Boyle. Like Susan. That's not a rock star name. I like it. <laughs> she's probably like a plant or something. A record label plant. You think everything. This is a plant. That's a plant. Eh. Fuck. Everything is. Who knows? We don't know. Uh, my number two <laughs> is The Second Law. Their sixth album Dude, from 2012. Bullshit is your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God, you fucking okay, sick you motherfucker, dude! This you, is unreal. <laughs> you, would have the, you would have the same reaction had I said it was number two. What is wrong with you? <coughs> oh God, dude, I just choked on something. <coughs> it sounds, uh, it sounds juicy. Oh man! All right, so yeah, the second law is my is my number two. I I do love this record. This record actually kind of blew me away when it came out. It's so it's so out of control. It, there's Every song has their own unique sound to it, but it's still very a very cohesive sounding record. Um, and it's just they, they're they're dabbling with the dubstep. And honestly, for a band like this who who aren't DJs and shit like that, I think they did a great job utilizing all the little dubstep things. Like even in the, like the the big song Madness, the second song on the on the record, that's that's all like dubstep bass wobbles and all kind of shit, all kinds of shit. There's like almost no guitar until you get to the guitar solo, and um, yeah, I don't know. I just I love the different styles on this one, and um, just some absolute fucking bangers. Even Madness. I mean, it's a single. I get it, but dude, that that song is uh, it's an absolute banger, and I love that little guitar solo in it too. It has like the right amount of crunch and distortion in it. So good. But my banger is uh, Big Freeze. This is this is like that big anthemic song. Uh, reminds me a lot of like Angels on Airwaves or like a better U two. Um, there's just some really cool shit on that one. Um, liquid, wait, what was it? Not liquid death. What is this? Song? Liquid state. Liquid state. That's another, that's another great, great song as well. Uh, the opener oh, supremacy. That's man. a fucking banger too. Like every, like every song on this record is, is fucking awesome. It's so good. So yeah, the <laughs> second law is my, is my second favorite music record. I will give him more, more kudos too, because this one's produced by the band. Like it's not produced yeah. by some some big DJ name or someone who has produced other big DJs. This is like the band. So for them to for them to understand like what people like about was it like like our dubstep is not even actual dubstep, right? It's like the the watered yeah. down version of what techno dubstep actually is. So for the band to understand what the people want to hear and then produce it themselves, I, I respect that. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. And then back at this time in 2012. They put out this record, and then Korn put out their dubstep record as well the same year. And dude, this record is way better than that Korn record. I mean, the Korn record I like a lot, but you know they had you know Skrillex was on there. Um, um, fucking, I can't even remember the other guy. That's sick. Yeah, there's like three or four other guys on that record that helped create that, create it for them, along with Jonathan Davis. But even in the end, like it wasn't. It was a little bit weak. It could have been way better. Um, but the way that they, they did it on this Muse record was just, it was perfect. It was so good. I mean, so. like, even like talking about Skrillex too, like Skrillex is, is arguably like the biggest name in, in like watered down dubstep or basically like I don't want to say watered down. Or even like electronic music. Yeah. Right? But that like was up there. That wasn't way before this album dropped. That was like a year before Muse dropped it this album. It was a few, a couple of years. Yeah. So like the fact that Skrillex is still getting big and big and big because Scary Monsters was big and like the Bang Rang was getting bigger, 
So Skrillex was still getting big and big, and then Muse dropped this album, and it's like, that's, wow, you're keeping up. What do you got for number one? What's your favorite Muse record? <clears throat> well, I want to hear yours first. Well, mine's Absolution, obviously. So I just want to hear you say it. Speak those <laughs> stupid words. That's so funny. Oh, that got me good. That got me good. Okay. I don't laugh then, eh? Yeah. So uh, Origin of Symmetry, their second album. I was playing around with the idea of putting this one at number two. And I listened to this album three times this week and listened to Showbiz three times. <coughs> God, I'm still reeling from that. Um, these guys, these guys are, this album is like a heavy metal mixed with psych rock mixed with just like good old fashioned hard rock. That's what's happening here. Yes. Matt continues to be the worst singer ever, but at least there's so much aggression in this album. So much <laughs> angst in this music that you kind of forget that he's annoying as fuck. And he kind of just takes like a side stage. He's, his singing becomes just like ambient noise at certain points and everything just hits so hard. And even the songs that start off with Matt in the front, I like because the music makes him sound even goofier that and that like that leads for good layering right like they're kind of leaning into that like yeah, he we have a good lead singer so let's put him in the front and and then be really aggressive behind him so that way there's people don't take us too seriously even though we're really Mm -hmm. good and I, I like that the song feeling good dude they end up church and this is a weird thing that I like this song so much too they end up churching this one up a lot with the really aggressive parts and this song is pretty dope because they modulate Matt's vocal part in the bridge, and this is one of the coolest things they've ever done. And it, it, it lends for this really rad, like, jazzy, late 40s nightclub feel. You imagine, like, Peggy Lee or something out of, like, fucking Roger Rabbit is what's going on here. And it's just, like, what is going on? On their second fucking album, they're already, like, doing this weird prog thing, and the entire song shifts into this weird Dick Tracy-sounding fucking club. I don't get it. And I, I was hooked. I I love this record. Wow, I love this record. Love I I, man, when I was going back and and I listened to Showbiz before you did, and I while I was listening listening, I was thinking in my mind, um, how much you're gonna hate this. Like you're gonna have a miserable week if you. I I just I really thought you're gonna hate the first two records, and I thought you would turn around on Absolution, but I was completely wrong. <laughs> completely <laughs> wrong. I I Absolution. Well, that's a record, dude. <laughs> Why did you tell? We could have done something else. We could have. I asked you like multiple fucking times. Oh my god! But you no, you didn't. You were like beating around the bush. Well, because I don't want to give away my rankings yet. Oh my god! But there's plenty. I I have plenty of notes for Absolution, good and bad. Okay, mostly bad, but and it's better that you like it the (laughs) most, and then I just like like, who wants to do like a middle ground record, right? It's better that we do one that you love and I hate rather than like we both like. Oh, that's pretty good, yeah. Okay, that's okay. Whatever, Cause whatever, stin- dude. Because there's stinkers on Absolution, dude. <laughs> there are no okay. <laughs> anyway, we're, we'll get into that in the next episode. But you got anything else on on the rankings? No, oh, that's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and that's it. That's all. Apple. Get out to-